So several weeks ago, as you'll recall, we heard the opening words of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. And in those opening sentences, we were reminded that Catholics, okay, Jesus' disciples, first and foremost, are called to be saints. We're called to holiness. And this entails that we live our life in a way that's very distinct from some of the mainstream ways we see in our culture. A couple weeks ago, uh, the following week after that first introduction to Paul's letter to the Corinthians, uh, Paul starts to address some of the pastoral issues that he was experiencing there. You'll recall, you know, in this letter, there's a lot going on. The Corinthians had some terrible, terrible immorality that had taken root in their community. They also were very disrespectful to the poor. And yet the first issue that Paul deals with, the first one that he addresses, is this problem of disunity. All right? Paul reminded them that the church is called to a deep unity of mind and a deep unity of purpose. All right, Catholics, we can't simply accept mainstream ideas and mainstream attitudes at face value. We need to evaluate mainstream attitudes in light of the teachings of Jesus and the way that the church has interpreted these teachings throughout history. All right, very often our understanding of how to live is going to be in conflict with some of these attitudes which originate from human wisdom, from human ways of thinking. Now, it's never been easy for disciples of Jesus to navigate the world, and it never will be. At times, we've tried to emphasize what our faith has in common with other movements, whether they're political movements or whether they're movements of other religions or perhaps cultural movements, okay? As Catholics sort of struggled in the United States to try to gain acceptance, that was sort of our strategy. No, we're not much different from you. You know, look at these teachings that we have here. This aligns very well with your particular perspective. All right, that was sort of our strategy, and this has a place from time to time. But there are other times when, as Catholics, we need to emphasize how distinct we are from some of these mainstream ideals. This is what St. Paul is getting at in the passage to the Corinthians that we heard. He says that when he arrived in Corinth, he resolved to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. What Paul means here is that he resolved to know nothing of these worldly schools of thought so that he could preach Christ in a very pure and unspoiled sort of way. He was resolved to know nothing so that those who listened to him would hear something completely new, something distinct from what they had previously heard, something fresh. It's time to ask ourselves if we are living in an age where we might need to do the same, cast off our worldly ways of thinking so as to make room for a very distinct, perspective? Are we living in an age where we need to emphasize how distinct our faith is from other schools of thought? 
It isn't an easy question to answer, but we must discern which ways of thinking wind up obstructing our witness and what needs to be cast aside. In the Gospel, we hear Jesus remind his disciples that they're called to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Both of these are poetic images, which mean that Jesus' disciples are to elevate the way of life of those around them. All right, we model our conduct after the things of heaven in order to draw everyone's conduct up, even just a little bit. If anything is clear right now, it is that mainstream conduct is in need of some serious elevation, especially in some of these political, uh, this political tension that we're seeing. There are many taking great pleasure in pushing people's buttons, stirring up various passions, and then many of those in return are threatening violence against their ideological opponents. We'll say very shamelessly threatening violence against their political opponents. I was remarking with a friend just the other day that Jesus' teaching that we should love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us used to feel like common sense. Right? Even if it was something that people struggled to do, it was at least a well-known value. It was so common, I actually found it a bit boring and cliche. Now, however, loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute, persecu persecute you, excuse me, seems like a very revolutionary idea. The world needs to be elevated. And if it is going to happen, it is going to be because of us. Don't expect anyone else to do it. If we're going to elevate the world around us, it's because we cast aside those opinions that are rooted in the wisdom of the world and move on to other things. Okay, and what I mean here is that uh, again, very often we start with an ideology and we try to take our faith and sort of stuff it in. Okay, we kind of try to shoehorn it in to show how our faith is, is compatible with all of these uh, different, uh, different schools of thought. Again, the world needs something new. It's time for us to cast those aside and sort of unite under uh, the ideas of the gospel the teachings of Jesus, even if it means that we have to jettison some cultural belief or some political belief. But if we're going to be successful at this, ultimately it's going to have to be more than words. Okay, It won't be because of the words that we use. St. Paul made this clear in the letter as well. He did not come to Corinth with words of wisdom, and persuasive speech. He came performing mighty deeds. Of course, we would think of him as having done miraculous things, and that's true, but in our own day, we need to remember that the works of charity have a sort of priority, even over what we might consider miracles. All right, those works of mercy, those works of charity are very, are very important. 
all right? Uh, last night I was actually, uh, I watched a video of Bishop Robert Barron, who I know many of you know of, and he was on a YouTube show, all right, with an atheist. And they were just having an ordinary conversation, okay, about some very, very serious topics. He covered all of the controversial ones. Uh, but it was just a, a, a nice exchange between two people. And people were, uh, you could see in the comments, they were amazed that two people who disagree could actually sit down and have a conversation. All right, that to them was amazing. Needless to say, the bar for mighty deeds is quite low right now in our own particular time and place. All right? There's no excuse for many of us, <laughs> for any of us, not to do something that catches people's attention, that looks mighty, so that our faith actually shines through us. By performing these mighty deeds, these works of mercy, in the midst of our own particular place, we will elevate the lives of those we encounter and bring the very peace of God into the world. 